What's the matter with you? You've never had a block like this before in your life. It's been weeks since you've written a word. I can't think. Why not? You can't concentrate. Why? They're everywhere. Who's everywhere? tell you. You wouldn't believe me. Come on, we're gonna go for a joyride. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And I hope you enjoyed our, um, I, you know what we'll call it, um, we'll call it, um, the king size edition, uh, last, last week, um, with our friend Richard on talking about the, uh, segment grandma, a lot of fun. I hope it stayed coherent. Um, I, t- Terry, you tell me were we on track, like we didn't, not on track, but did it become like just me, like, you know, snoring for the last 20 minutes. And then you guys are like, we got to end this. We got to end it right now. Is that what happened? No. Okay. No, it wasn't like it wasn't a slog. I I think uh, you know it was longer than any of our other episodes are typically. But you know, I think that uh, if you like what we typically do on on here, uh, and you invite another uh, talking head to something yeah. like that, then I think you're gonna have fun with it. I was so just, if you I haven't listened worried. to that episode, I yeah. think it's, it, it, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I mean, I know I had a lot of fun recording it with you guys. It's just a matter of just because I had fun with it doesn't mean it's like you know. It's whatever, like, uh, what was it? When people, um, like take a bunch of like, Oh, th- okay. This is going to hit you where it lives, Terry. I'm going to put this whenever you go to a concert and like you like record a little bit, like, that's cool. I appreciate that. But there's people that like hold their phones up for like a half hour. I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to watch your concert no matter what fun you're having. Exactly. I think that this is an art experience that we had on the episode. <laughs> I think it was our shared experience with yeah. the audience. And I think that it, you know, if you can, if you can get through two hours of, uh, you, me and another, uh, intelligent gentleman talking about a very interesting episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll I'm have fun glad that the last 20 minutes wasn't me just being like, give me a hug, give me a hug, <laughs> give, give me a hug <laughs> anyway. So, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I hope it got you through, through the week. Uh, we are, so let me, let me just yeah give our mission statement. I should, I know I always do this every episode, but if this is your first time coming in to strange highways, welcome. Um, this is a anthology based, uh, a podcast, uh, mainly focused on the twilight zone. We have covered the original series. We covered the paramount plus produced series that is no longer streaming, but you can still find it places. Um, and now we're, um, in the back half, I'd say we're hitting almost like the, the, um, three quarters mark of the first season of the eighties edition of the twilight zone. And we've been doing it segment by segment. Cause I feel that's the best way to do it. Um, warts and all. And we're into a season one, episode 18, segment B, personal demons. Um, we talked about day and date stuff last week. Uh, we, we had a, I, we had a spirited conversation about a play playgirl cover. If I recall, 
Uh, and then we talked about other things that happened, but that's, that was last week, but Terry, where are we at now with personal demons? Who did what? Okay. So our director on here is a returning, uh, credit is, uh, Peter Baddock. Uh, he did, uh, seven episodes altogether. Three ha- we have talked about, uh, those being ye gods, dead woman's shoes and uh, still life, which is more recent, but yeah, we pretty, we pretty much went. Yeah, we've Deep talked to his career, but yeah, we have some more uh, episodes that we'll be covering mm-hmm. that he will be directing as well. It, it's, it's just nice to see returning people, regardless of how we feel about the segment. I feel like that at least kind of gives you like a, a foundation to be to base their work upon. And um, as much as we weren't a fan of Ye Gods, um, Dead Woman Shoes was a pretty good update. Um, and then Still Life was was interesting. I'm not saying it was perfect, but it was fun. Yeah. But uh, next year we have a, a, another credit that's coming back around. It's uh, uh, Mr. Rockney O'Bannon. Uh, he has quite a bit to do with this, uh, as far as like the story and uh, the character. He writes himself into this into this role actually as well. Yeah, he's but, mainly uh, a story editor for the series at this point. But we've 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 talked about him as a writer with wordplay and the misfortune cookie in a matter of minutes. Yeah. And so, yeah, and then so we'll talk a little bit more about what his character is in this. But uh, he isn't actually in the episode, but his character, like he is a character. Yeah. But we'll get into that yeah. here. Strap in. Now. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so on our cast we go. Uh, we got Martin Baslin. Uh, Balsam. Balsam. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he play he plays uh, Rockne O'Bannon. So, yeah, he was in two of the original episodes of The Twilight Zone uh, uh, we had 16 millimeter shrine he was in mm-hmm. and the new exhibit, both which was one of the, the, the 60 millimeter shrines. It's a banger. It's one of the original, uh, but season one episodes, I think it's like, it's really early in the season. Uh, and then I think it's like episode eight or something. I can't recall. Uh, or maybe earlier than that. The new exhibit was one of your favorites from season four of the original series. Yeah. Incredibly well-crafted. I think it was really, really fun episode. Um, I mean, you know, we also get a chance to talk about some serial killers in it. So yeah, yeah. real interesting. So just to throw back, he was in psycho. He was in death wish three. Um, I would say those films are the same caliber of film. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I love, I love them both for, but for very different reasons. And I like <laughs> that we don't get too many people, um, in this iteration of the twilight zone that have roots in the original and say what we want about the segment. Like, you know, I, it's, it's just when you get like Martin Balsam involved, you know, you're getting a steady hand and he, he has an amazing voice. So I was, I was glad to see him regardless of how we're going to talk about the segment. Yeah. And we will talk about him in the near future. Mm-hmm. He'll be returning for one of the episodes, but uh, yeah. So then next here we have Clive Reville. Uh, he plays the agent. He was in Chud too. He was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why yeah, why they didn't good. win the oscar that year i have no idea why i just yeah, I don't know right um but yeah he was also here's another one uh robin hood and men in tights uh <laughs> and he, he had also participated in a lot of different voice work for not only uh cartoons but also uh some video games as well but the two i wanted to bring up he was he was in a lot of episodes of snorks and uh <laughs> and batman the animated uh series yeah he was the voice of alfred for the first three appearances of alfred in yeah. that series uh but i also want to mention he has a large theater background surprising nobody right um he was the voice of the emperor in the original theatrical cut of the empire strikes back that mm-hmm. originally got dubbed back in by um oh the gentleman that took over uh, just blow like 
I, I forget right now the guy that took over the emperor uh, role, you know, uh, Ian something or other. Um, yeah. Anyway, like everyone's like everyone's yelling at me right now. Go. I mean, it's it, you know, he was the emperor before the emperor. Just calm down. Um, so then he was also in the, the Legend of Hell House. So I know that's another one that I that's a like a, a big uh, fun um, like British seventies um, horror film. Right. And then next is uh, Joshua Shelley uh, plays uh, Herman Gold in this. He was in uh, an episode of uh, the the series of Kolchak. I know we've more recently talked about one mm. of the movies of Kolchak, but uh, the series was a small thing, too. It was one of those episodes. Oh, Ian McDermott. Sorry, everybody. I know you're going to yell at me. Ian McDermott, he took over the like the voice of the Emperor and actually would play him later as Palpatine. So anyway, I just wanted to correct that before people came at me. Yeah. You know, they'd and, be and like, then, this is the first time I've listened to this series. and You got nothing right. I'd be like, well, one that's that's pretty true all the time but i, I know if it's a star wars thing then there would be knives out but anyway continue yeah and then uh next here is uh uh tommy madden he plays creature one uh brace yourself people there is going to be a lot of creatures but for some reason he's called creature one i think this is the first one that you see mm-hmm. and that's why he's called creature number one but like he was in sw- yeah. I'm sorry, what? No, no, you mentioned uh, Josh Shelley. I was Googling uh, Ian McDermott, right? So you mentioned yeah. him being part of Kolchak. Yeah. Um, let me just briefly mention, he was not a creature in this, but uh, he was one of the actors that was blacklisted uh, by movie studios as a result of the House uh, Un-American Activities Committee uh, during uh, the 50s, like during the Red Scare. Um, like the McCarthyism where they kept like, you know, trying like Dalton Trumbo and others were like all blacklisted. So he didn't work again until 73. So yeah. think about that. Like that guy had a, a 20 year pause because he was accused of being a, a, a communist. Um, and you know, that, that it was a whole thing. So there's a lot of this where people would like, someone would be like, Oh, that's they're 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 a comedy. It's like, we well, can't work in Hollywood. It was stupid. But anyway, continue on with, uh, we have a number of creatures and a number of other people here. So, yeah. So Tommy Madden, um, outside of being creature one in this, he was also in swamp thing, uh, the, the motion picture. And, uh, he was in the the Muppet movie, so All right. and and then next is uh Madeline Giovi, I think it's Giovi. Um, she plays am I I think that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Giovi. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so she plays Widow. Uh, shows uh, it, it was in shows like Dallas and Wonder Woman. Uh, and then next is Penny Baker. Uh, she was Pam in this. Uh, she uh, the biggest credit I real I I found was a uh, real genius. Uh, I, I just found that there was a quote cause like she didn't have many credits. She had like nine total. And it said, uh, Baker was once interviewed by the author. Martin, uh, was it Amos? According to him, uh, within a minute I had run out of questions. That doesn't sound <laughs> like she was the most, uh, you know, um, engaging <laughs> of, 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 of people. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So next is, uh, we got Steven, uh, Flanagan, Flanagan. Yeah. Uh, plays Harry. Uh, an episode of Dallas, uh, but then next to Billy Curtis, he plays uh, the next of our creatures in this. He was in the Wizard of Oz, so we have some uh, some of the actors that have worked all the way back from Wizard of Oz in this. Uh, so you also did some work in the Incredible Shrinking Man, which we have covered in the past episode, and then the uh, Heinz. Uh, here's one that you uh, 
Paul always champions his high plains drifter. Oh yeah, he was Mordecai in that. It's like it's actually kind of an important role because he actually um, you you see uh, certain events play out from his perspective that actually inform the rest of the movie. Uh, but yeah, he was also in Hitchcock's uh, Saboteur. He had a starring role, and this is a film that I just I think that I need to watch, but I don't know if I need to cover it on a podcast because I don't know how well it's aged. Um, and this is going to come back on our cast list in a second. Um, he had a starring role in American International Pictures, so that tells you everything you know that they were like you know canon adjacent of like putting out um, weird exploitative movies called Little Cigars in '73 about a gang of small people in a crime spree. Hmm. So I feel like I feel like you and I just need to watch that. Like we're not going to have any microphones near us, so like we're not going to you know because I don't know what reactions we'd have to you know terror at Tiny Town. You know, like I don't know how um, that would go, but. I kind of want to watch this movie. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm sure it'd be some uh, something interesting to <laughs> discuss between the two of us or, or some of our friends at Wasteland or something. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, and then I, well, you you know the people that we know the moment we bring this up, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I watched that eight times as a kid. I have the Blu-ray." But like, what are you talking about? You know, like you you know we know people that are already be like, "Oh, you just discovered that now." What kind of film fan are you? You don't know Little Cigars? That's what's yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's actually how it's going to play out. Someone's going to roll up their sleeve with the, with the tattoo and be like, look, this you don't know this movie? You know, like, whatever. But uh, next here we have uh, Gary uh, Fridkin. Fridkin? Fridkin, I think that's how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, one of our next creatures. Uh, he re- returned to the Jedi, so that's going to be another connection yes. here that we're going to have um, some Ewoks. Uh, he was also in Cool World. And also in one of the worst movies I've ever seen called Hard Rock Zombies. So don't watch that movie. And um, this is going to be, a, I think this is something that our last five have been in, but it's something called Under the Rainbow. And I, I can't remember what this is about, but I've seen it mentioned somewhere, but pretty much the rest of the cast. Um, oh, that must be a documentary because there's a lot of like, there's a lot of um, like um, you little, know, people. Uh, little people in this that were part of the Lollipop Guild and Wizard of Oz. Um, so yeah, there's like a lot of these, like, especially at this point that like clearly, you know, people like they pass away, but there was a bit there where, uh, one of these gentlemen that we're going to talk about in a second. Um, yeah, Jerry Marson, he's the last guy we'll talk about. I guess we'll talk about him now. He was also the wizard of Oz lived till 2018. He was the longest, like he was the last living member of the wizard of Oz, like the, um, that of, of the wizard of Oz. So I think what you're talking about is a documentary with, with that part of that story. Right. And then, um, so yeah, um, going back up to Kevin Thompson, uh, another creature was in blade runner return of the Jedi again here. Right. Uh, and then, uh, night of the creeps. So he plays one of the, the alien creatures. Yeah. He's uh, still working. He was the bear toy and blade runner when you get to, was it, um, not, not Pris's workshop, but you know, yeah, like, no, it's the, yeah, it's, it's the, the, the creator. Yeah. The gentleman, I, I forget his name off the top of my head, but the guy that's like, you know, yeah, the one she's in that, that whole thing with him. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. he goes back to like his abandoned house, apartment building, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, these are the, these, the, two there, little there, things there's that like created. a bear and there's like a like um like a like a little napoleon looking robot guy you know whatever mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh yeah and then next is a uh, uh, daniel Fr- uh freshman plays another creature return of the jedi as well mm-hmm. and also night of the creeps as and well. amazing stories yep and then the uh you said jerry Marin uh, yeah. was the last one you did well we, so Luke, Luke, I have, yeah luke harry is the one i have here eight credits nothing standing out unless you have something for him 
uh, an episode of Mork and Mindy, and that was it. There you go. Uh, and then Jerry Martin, like we mentioned, he was also in Little Cigars. So I'm, I'm going to guess that you know, there's a certain amount of booking where it's like, hey, we have a Little People crime spree movie. Yeah, you know, I know some people. You know, like also, I, I'm sure that 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 documentary you're talking about, that Under the Rainbow. Um, I don't know if I don't I don't know if this is like Hollywood legend, but supposedly while making The Wizard of Oz. Uh, a bunch of the little people would just get like crazy drunk at night and just tear down, tear down the house. And I, I just wonder like people talk about times they take a time machine to go back and watch things like, or like influence history. I want to watch some of those, uh, some, some of those uh, off nights from the wizard of Oz and to see what happens. Yeah. I think that'd be uh, pretty interesting. Uh, it, I th- it happens like way quite a bit. I heard that the, the set of Greece was a, was a hoot too for oh, geez. everybody yeah. that worked on it. I mean, what was it? There's that, that Canon film, the apple where supposedly they lost a, um, a, like a Bengal tiger or something. So, you know, who knows what happens? Well, they painted it and put it in the face master. Yeah. It's like we lost him and then we just spray painted it black and then he died. Oh, you know, but, uh, no, but it's like, Hey, how crazy was your set? I don't know. We lost a large wild animal that could kill anybody. All right. Good time. All right. Good times. So yeah, based on the true stories, that's the next one that's coming out after cocaine, after cocaine bear, it's going to be a loose random tiger. Uh, Actually, that's not fair. I saw that there was a company trying to, there's something called cocaine shark. There's a trailer out for it. Don't watch it. I'm sorry. I I actually said that out loud. It is one of the, like, I get it. You know, you don't have any money. Then don't make the movie. (laughs) like this isn't even put man because there is a lot of things out there that somehow uh make it over the line like past the line and then they get it released and i don't get it well it's like it's not even the asylum where like the asylum has like seven dollars more than these people like i get it uh but at the same time it's like just it is it's i i don't like that kind of ironic movie making you know what i mean like it's just whatever anyway so um you know cocaine bear all about cocaine shark not um if there's a movie based upon a tiger getting loose from a random terrible musical made in the 80s and its adventure like make it a prequel to like you know homeward bound you know like i'd be okay with that <laughs> yeah, i'd be down that tiger would just be like i'm sick of hollywood i'm out of here and just leaves you know like it's just like i can't deal with uh you know i can't deal with um golden globus i can't deal with these guys i'm out of here anyway Neither here nor there. I'm dragging my feet. We're dragging our feet. I apologize, people. Uh, we should get into the actual segment that is personal demons. Um, you know, whenever we institute the ripcord policy per season, I didn't count on the ripcord. Um, we had like we have to pay a fee every time we get that thing reinstalled on the show. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like an OSHA thing. We have to make sure it's up to code and everything. <laughs> but we are we are paid up, so. Um, I know that you were kind of, kind of dragging your feet on this one. I don't think that like, so, um, I don't think this is the worst segment we've seen. This is not tooth and consequences. Uh, but this is a, this is a comedy segment that I knew watching it, that I knew that you were going to be annoyed with. I just knew I, it. I, I, that is the understatement. Uh, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was offended by this. I was, you were offended. Oh, I was dear offended Lord. By this. Okay. This this episode, I, I'm going to be completely frank here, people. This episode sucked. I hated it. I hated it so much. There was just there was so much goofy shit going on in it. So basically, to lay it all out, 
Um, we got Rockne O'Bannon, who is a successful uh, screenwriter. Mm-hmm. He's he's participated on a lot of different shows. So much to so that they have to show like the accolades on his wall too. So you know, like he's part of like Dukes of Hazard and all these other famous shows from that time period. Uh, Gunsmoke. It's like we get it, dude. Uh, like quit showing off, but <laughs> I, just, I just, I know that it's hindsight's 2020, but I'm like the Dukes of Hazard in the title of the episode is like the not racist one with the car, like, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Anyway, no, but we see all the, his, you're right. His accolades. There is, I'm going to say this trivia right now, which I think you'll at least appreciate. Uh, it shows that he wrote a story for the Westinghouse Desilu Playhouse. Right. Mm. And then, um, he was actually, and, um, that was like the, the, the place that, premiered time element that was the backdoor pilot for the twilight zone. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to know that he has like some background in what would have, you know, initially became the twilight zone, but well, and also balsam was actually in that segment too, but I think it's funny that it was kind of a nice nod to the West, uh, uh, Westing house playhouse or whatever you want to call it. So I thought that was a nice little nod, but that's only a bit of trivia. Move on with your, your, um, your ripcord pulling of the story. Yeah. So then we get briefly, we get a, a a segment where, or is it his, is it his boss or who, who's the dude that comes in and kind of mooches his bag? No, it's, it's just a neighbor, which I just got to ask here. He's like, yeah, I was over here the one time to grab something. I know you got some batteries in the fridge. Can I get those batteries? And he's like, sure. I, there might be a logical reason for this, but have you ever stored batteries in a fridge? No. And I've heard that that's what you're supposed to do that and coffee. And I'm like, I, I don't, who, who knows if that actually works? I don't know if that works. Well, cause but. I always think that like cold would eventually just sap. Any, anyway, it's, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, there's this 40 chess going on with this, right? So, no, but it's just like his neighbor. Harman, too. I think this is, I think this is a character of Harmon Gold. <laughs> yes. Like right? his yeah, neighbor. Yeah. And yeah. he taxes a beer too, which would have pissed me off. Uh, just as a heads up too. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like, he grabs beers. Like, do you want me to grab one? And like, you know, like <laughs> I had a roommate at one point that kept drinking. Um, I, I'd buy like the, the fancy, like strawberry banana juice. You know, mm-hmm. like the nice dole, like, you know, it's not, maybe it's not expensive, but it was expensive for me at the time. And I come back in and it'd be like, juice would just be missing. And I'm like, dude, like, just please stop, like, like stop drinking my juice. And then at one point he walks to the kitchen and, um, he's like, he's like, well, I poured you a glass of juice. And I'm like, well, I don't want it right now. He's like, can I have it? <laughs> <laughs> I was uh. so mad, but it made me laugh that I'm just like, son of a bitch. You know? So I feel like that's the situation that's going on with this beer. Yeah. So, but yeah, so long story short, um, we find out that O'Bannon has a problem, uh, with writer's block right now. Well, it's not even, it's it's not even writer's block. It's just, he feels like he's running in circles, right? That's the whole thing. He was like, I've been writing this. He's like, I've been writing for 30 years, but I feel like I haven't had an original idea for 20. So he, he feels like he's like short selling, like meaning he's not inspired anymore. He knows what sells, but it's not something that appeals to him anymore. Right. So I think that he doesn't have writer's block. He's just, he's just kind of exhausted. And his neighbor's like, Hey, after I stole your beer and your fridge batteries, he's like, you know, you've been doing something for like 20 plus years, maybe retire or you get tired of it. And that's the whole thing, right? Where Rockney's like, you know, let me get one last good idea before I call it quits. So like, I, so I don't think he has writer's block yet. It's just that I think he's acknowledging that he's like, he's been working and, and like kind of basically mixing and matching his 
plots just to sell scripts, which I almost makes me wonder with rock Neo Bannon at this point, the writer, like, you know, he's pulling the curtain back on some of the stuff that goes on with the, the television process. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but then like, the next scene is we see Rockney like out just driving around. He seems to be near a school or something like that. Do we know what the hell he's doing? He's over just going to his car. He's just going to his car. And there's like, there's like kids like, you know, leaving school and they're giggling. And then he looks over to his right and there's like a hooded figure amongst the crowd of children. And I'm just like, like, a, like some kind of like, uh, like it instantly reminded me of Phantasm. So if anybody has ever seen Phantasm, you got like these little cloaked, uh, many people like running around and doing the biddings of the tall man. It kind of reminded me of that. And it just, but in this, there's this goofy ass giggling that's going on. Mm-hmm. And this is a, this is a constant thing through like almost the rest of this episode now. And that's one of the things that is so damn irritating to me because I was listening to this while like lit, uh, using my headphones, and it's like amplified. Yeah. <laughs> um, it looked like it looked like if uh, a boglin got legs, you know, like you know, what I'm talking about the boglins, like uh, the little like the little puppets from the eighties. Anyway, it looks like it just looked like this little like weirdo guy. It almost looks like it, it like it, it's like what do Jawas look like? You pull the cloak back further. Like no, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good. Just pull the cloak back. It's fine. We don't need to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jawas, and then like you can't see the red eyes anymore. You can see like the rest of their face. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean to go from the ending image of Grandma, which is a very harrowing image, right, to whatever this is. But, but, but then this thing, this thing runs up to his car as he, which by also, by the way, just real quick, I, sorry, I'm, I'm going to drag this out. I apologize to you. Where the, you're in for it. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation? I guess it's because of, we've never owned a car that was ever a boat that, you know, it had like a bench seat in the front. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, yeah. like, have you ever been like, you know what? I'm going to get in my car and drive. I'm going to enter through the passenger side and slide over. Like. I- I, I mean, I've never done that because I've never had a car like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, but, maybe that was a thing at the know, time. Growing up, yeah. growing up when my grandparents, my grandfather had an old, old Oldsmobile, and that thing had that type of seating on it. But I've never seen him enter the vehicle from that side either. But I think because of the car being as long as it was, he probably wouldn't have made it around <laughs> to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's like we, the, it was a real time. It'd be like six minutes later, him like, just like cutting the corner to come around to his car. No, but he gets in and the little, you know, whatever this is goes up and's like giggling and whatever and scratching his window. And it's like, you know, that's, that's like upsetting because I like the sound of glass being scratched. But anyway, so then, uh, um, so then after that, I just want to point out that this, whatever this is that he sees from this point forward is like. In terms of like design, it's different, but they're, it's not dissimilar to a wing walker from Terror at 20,000 feet, right? Like, this is the thing that's going to plague him that nobody else seems to notice. So right. I almost feel like in this way, it's kind of like this weird kind of remix of that type of like panic, right? Because everywhere he goes, these little, like, it's not just one anymore, right? So then, like, it becomes a thing where, Um, the next thing we see is a watch party for one of his shows being played. So like the neighbors know he's like kind of a big deal. That's fine. But then he looks out at, I don't know if it's his car or somebody else's car. There's three of these little sons of bitches just breaking the car and they're giggling. Right. Yeah. It's his car. And yeah, they, they jack his stuff up. Yeah. And, but it's, I think it's funny, but then there's also part of the plot hole here where his car is getting wrecked by these things actively. 
and no one can see the things, but everybody can see the damage that's done to the car. Yeah. So it's like, so they're looking on as the car is getting destroyed by these things. Wouldn't they see the damage at least? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Cause it's, it's not ever made cl- quite clear. Right. But then, but then there's a bit where like rock, you know, Rockney's like, you know, like he, he's aware that he's like, once he realizes that like a group of people don't see these things that if he keeps saying it out loud, he's going to sound like that crazy person. Like he's going to have a senior moment. So at least I'll give him credit there. But then, so then after that, uh, he ends up, uh, what was it? Um, he ends up that, that, that restaurant, that bar, right? Whatever it is. Like it's really darkly lit talking to his agent. His agent's like, you know, you've not had writer's block this long and forever. And that's when he admits, he's like, I can't write because like, you know, um, you know, there's just, there these things that keep happening. And his agent's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, I can't tell you. And then with like clockwork, like it becomes like, it's almost like, um, like he hit a whammy and pressure luck. Like all the whammies show up in this restaurant. Right? <laughs> it's come that's, marching that's, in. Approxim- that's an approximation of what the laughter sounds like. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so annoying. Yeah. dude. It's, and I like uh, that they go through and they're like, they're like tipping over like trays. And he's like, you, don't you see it? Don't you see it? They're coming for me. And his agent's like, I don't know. My wife left me. I've just been drinking. Just please, whatever. Anyway, he didn't say that, but that's like, you could tell it's like, I, it's like, I've, I've uh, anchored myself to this son of a bitch for 11 years. And now he's wigging out because he sees things, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I thought he's that was like, funny. How was am like, I going to make 15% of something that you can't produce right now? That's all he cares about. <laughs> I just, I just like the idea though, that like, you know, Rockney's like so tired. Now he's like, Oh God, they followed me here. Like, I don't like, it, like again, not a great segment, but I like the idea that like, they just come marching in, like, just like, like, just like announced. Right. Anyway. So then, um, he, he ends up going home and they end up like at his place, like end up ripping up his living room, causing havoc. There's more of them now, you know, and then, then it's eventually he's, um, we cut to like, like the next scene where his windows are boarded up. He's just trying to wait this thing out, which I mean, you know, you know, he's part of the greatest generation. He's probably seen some shit, you know, <laughs> he's like, you know, I, I, he was like, I served in world war two. I can get through this. You know, he doesn't say that out loud, but you just get the feeling of like, I'll just hunker down and just make it nobody else's problem. But like the more he seems to like exist, the more these little dudes keep showing up and the more chaos they keep causing. That's why I keep equating it to like the wing Walker or even like, um, like gremlins, like, Gr- yeah. like I know the wing Walker is a gremlin, but like gremlins, the movie, you know what I'm talking about? Like, so that, you know what I mean? Like they're just, yeah. they're just little agents of chaos is all they are. And then, you know, he, he gets a call from his buddy Herman who says he's going to come over. He tells him, don't, that, 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 you know, I got some problems here. I don't, I don't need you to come over right now. I, I'm perfectly fine, but you know, leave me alone right now. And that's when you also realize that his place is boarded up like, like crazy. Like he's actively trying to make sure that these things don't get to him too. Yeah. You know, like night of the living dead type shit. No. And then, then, and then eventually like the phone rings again and it's one of them like giggling at him. And he's just like, like, I, I think that had you not like there, there is this bit of this story that could have been utterly horrific and very intimidating. Right. Like you can't even like, like you can't even function without something showing up and causing problems. And then also like with, with them knowing that they can't be seen by anybody else, like there's, there's bones of something in here that is really um, like scary. 
right? Like in terms of like from a Twilight Zone perspective, like could be really like off putting. But this becomes like this feels like like um, like Are You Afraid of the Dark Senior Edition? You know, pretty like, much. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's no, there's no real. I, I can understand what you're saying that there it, it, elements of this that could be extrapolated on and actually turn it into something a little bit more frightening. But what we got here is so neutered that I just I couldn't I couldn't really get into it at, at any one point. Yeah, I, I just don't feel like there was enough dialogue. It wasn't. I don't know. And like these stupid little things that they created for this. <laughs> was so dumb. Like yeah. I, I would have loved this idea of just an impending doom that we don't see. Like I felt like that would have been a, a better active choice than what they did come up with here. Or what if, what if it was like, cause the whole thing's called personal demons, right? So then we know what's going on with this. What if like each one would show up, but it was like, like, um, like the first or like second act of a thing he didn't finish. Cause like he couldn't think his way through because of 20 plus years of writing the same thing over and over again. Now he's forced to write his way out of it. You know, something like that would have been a little bit better versus him being like, well, what do you, what do you guys need me to do for you to leave? They're like, just write about us. I'm like, all right. Like interior, uh, like office, daytime, a bunch of little shits won't leave me alone until I write about them. <laughs> yeah. The end. Like- like, you know, like, you know, just whatever, like <laughs> cut to credits. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Sorry. Let me write about them. Uh, the cut to, uh, um, terrible effect shots of each one of them going on the way out as they disappear. The end. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the idea that he, they, they come in and they just keep on giggling too. Yeah. And when he finally like breaks down. Like what? Why? What do I need to do to get rid of you guys? What? What is it that I need to do for you for you to finally leave me alone? Then that's when they one of them speaks up and like I guess this might be the you know first creature or creature number one. Maybe he's like the featured creature. Um, the featured creature. The, the featured creature. Yeah. Where is that going to be your speaks. Terry? Is that going to be your horror host name? Um, the featured creature. The feature. The featured creature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe not, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, anyway, continue. But it, and finally it speaks up and tells him that they, he needs to write about them for them to go away. And they just sit there while he's starts typing away, giggling still. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that was a good, good idea. I don't know if this was a good, this wasn't a good choice. Like, script. No, I think I think it was like there's a little bit there's a little bit there because we don't see the written by uh, credit until the very end. So it's implied that like uh, Rock Neil Bannon was like dealing with like you know his own personal uh, feeling that he was writing recycled ideas and that like so like the whole thing is like well like these like it's implied that like these things showed up to him in real life. And he wrote a script for the twilight zone to, you know, to make them go away. So there's a little bit of that kind of like meta idea there. That's, that's, you know, I appreciate it, but you know, this, the segment, um, it, it doesn't work for me because I think there's a couple of different directions you could have taken it. Like, like what if like whenever, like, let's say that the main character figures out he has to raise way out, but that every time he leans into like a familiar trope, two more of these guys show up. 
You know, that like been interesting. Yeah. something where it's like, oh, you know, I can kind of like, you know, I can kind of make these guys go away if I like actually force myself to 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 be the writer that I need to be. But if I keep defaulting to it's only going to get worse. You know, like I think there's something there, but you know, who am I? This is we're what 30 years past this. And you know, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think my, my biggest gripe about this entire, uh, you know, segment here is solely like the, the idea that these are the creatures, like this is what they've chose for the creatures. Yeah. I think they, I just think they could have done so much better with that. And just not have them just laughing the entire time. I just that doesn't sound menacing to me. Like it just makes me want to punch them even more. Like why didn't this dude just go on a warpath and just start annihilating these things? <laughs> just, just like cutting their ears off and wearing them as a necklace, going around. Like, <laughs> like do you want some of this? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants some hot chocolate? You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Little little ashes. Oh, that would have been great. Like I know like I we need to do we do, we need to redo this now with Bruce Campbell at his current age where he's just like beating the shit out of all these things and just taking ears. <laughs> I think that would have worked uh awesomely. Like I think let's get that now. Actually, I'll, be, I'll be seeing him in like three weeks, so I can I could talk to him about it. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be like, Yeah, 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 kid. Thanks for suggesting the revival of a segment of the Twilight Zone you didn't like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what you're saying is that this is your favorite one so far of this season and you Mm. really liked it a great deal. Um, (laughs) yeah, you read between the lines there. (laughs) Yeah. Right. No, no, no. I just, um, like we, we talked about this during uh, uh, tooth and consequences. Like that was one that like none of that worked for me. I'm not saying that this is, this is a good segment, but I, at least I could see the arc of where, like what it was trying to do. And it was, it was, you know, it was okay for what it was not good, but then I just, you know, if, if you need that, that, um, that little bit of a palate cleanser between grandma, right. And then going into the third segment, you're like, Oh God, we just, just, we just annihilated people. Oh, now we got, you know, Marty Balsam dealing with like, you know, uh, bar gremlins or whatever, right? Like, cool. <laughs> and then we go into the third segment. It's like, you'd almost expect the third segment to be like, okay, we're back in. You took your pee break. Let's get into it. Spoilers, Terry. We're not going to get there. I'm just going to let you know. Um, if like, it's it's another comedy segment that's going to round out the this like the, this hour of television that we're going to be covering. So, God, yeah, that, you know, <laughs> oh. I would have I would have loved to have seen if that is the case, and we are getting to another comedy segment. I wish we would have lightened up the mood with both comedy segments being first. first? And then having grandma be the, the, the sledgehammer yeah, the, at the end. Just the thing where, well, cause it's also, we worry about like the audience that they might not tune in. They might drop out, but it's like, my God, like, could you imagine it, it almost like, not that I'm saying this is perfect. Cause what was the thing? What was it? The, um, Oh, um, the thing that we covered the one anthology was it, um, uh, um, not sudden nights, whatever it was a couple, couple Did months tales from the dark side, not or? just from the dark side. It was, um, uh, oh, the one with, um, Oh, uh, dead uh, of night, dead of night. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Like, like that's almost like, that's the, that's the order of you're talking about, right. Where it's like, Oh, okay. This is getting interesting. And then you get that one, which I know that didn't want that last segment didn't hit you the same way as myself, but that was the, that was the mean one, right. Of that movie. 
Um, if this would have been like the thing that ended you on the, like on the way out the door watching this episode with the last image being that kid possessed by his, like the spirit of his grandmother and be like, all right, good luck. See you next week. They're like, I think that'd be oh, like, I agree with you. That would have been the way to like tee people up to keep them off guard and then just crush them. But that's not what we got. No, sadly it's yeah. not. And uh, I guess I'll uh, wait and see what I have to deal with later. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I will say this. I honestly have no idea how you're going to feel like, okay, let me put this way. I don't think you're going to like it, but I don't know if you're going to be, um, as uh, vehement. <laughs> about the next segment is what like, we're getting into. And, uh, and when we get to that conversation, I will bring up some, like some ideas that are kind of fun. Like, Oh, these are things that we kind of see in X, Y, Z. Anyway, we'll get there when we get there. So, uh, no other commentary about personal demons, right. Other than because Terry, if we didn't talk about it, they wouldn't go away. Uh, that's true. That's just, they're all gone now. They're all, oh, gone. They're all gone now. We're <laughs> done. We're done. I'm gonna call pest control if they get. If yeah, right. They, there's some some around. Right. So, all right. So, um, we just before we get out of, we gotta rate that twist. Twist rating is always is uh, one through five. One meaning we saw from a mile away. Five meaning mind blowing. That the twist does not affect our feeling of the episode. Um, I'm gonna give it a one because the title is called Personal Demons, and then we see demons. Yeah, I'm gonna give it two in the fact that it's like he had to write about them to get rid of the stupid little things i yeah i guess i'm gonna have to give it a two that's fair i think that's more accurate than mine so that that's fair enough so all right that's gonna do it for our discussion about personal demons weird weird like weird that we're almost done like an hour and 20 minutes like sooner than the previous <laughs> the previous episode it's yeah, almost, it's almost as, like we had so much more to say about the yeah, last segment yeah it's almost as if we had more to talk about yeah anyway so um yeah before we're talking about what we're doing next here, you guys can find us on social media. We're on Facebook at uh, Strange Highways. Always posting weird stuff there. Um, I have some images from Grandma we'll get into. Uh, and then also, wherever you find your uh, podcast, uh, rate and reviews would be greatly appreciated. And if you have any direct uh, uh, feedback, you can email us directly at strangehighwayspodcast.gmail.com. And Terry, where can people find us otherwise? Uh, we're on Instagram, folks. Uh, go out and check us out um, there. Um, we're having some fun over there. Uh, I, you know, like Paul says, like if you could give us a rate review, um, I know Spotify is kind of big now for a lot of podcasts. They have their five star review thing on there too. Um, anything like that, or, you know, go ahead and check us out on Instagram and give us a like and a follow like that kind of, that, that kind of stuff helps us a lot. Yeah, absolutely. We always, we always enjoy the conversation. We always enjoy more people interacting, the more the merrier. So we do appreciate that. Even if, even if we're dragging them kicking and screaming through the eighties edition of the twilight zone, you know, like again, not saying I'm a hostage here or anything, but, uh, <laughs> Terry definitely did just, we're not, we're not recording on camera, but he did just blink twice to let people know that I'm forcing him against his will, uh, for some of the stuff. No, it's just, again, you know, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> But Terry, you just, are you blinking really loud into your microphone? You're like, blink, 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 you know, send help, you know? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, like, I like the idea that somehow 
like I've held you at like at gunpoint to talk about the eighties Twilight Zone, and you're like, sure, sure, Paul, whatever. I don't even know. I don't even know where you live. I'm like, just shut up. We're just gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. You know, like the idea that you happen to be the one guy like I like I grabbed off the street in a van to force you to watch the Twilight Zone. That's that's a whole that that's not happened to like until Terry gets done with me after the season, and I never see him again. <laughs> lose my number um. <laughs> <laughs> like like we'll get to hang out with your wife and she'd be like oh yeah i don't know where he's at and it's like he doesn't <laughs> talk about protection. you anymore <laughs> like, it's just like you're gone you're like i can't take any more twilight zone you know anyway so no all right um <laughs> i enjoy the conversation i enjoy the you know um you know uh, uh the brotherhood of of the twilight zone i enjoy every like you know, again, like, was this a good segment? No. Did did I laugh a lot talking to you about it? Absolutely. So I, I enjoy, I don't know, like, I enjoy the rough stuff as well in terms of like, well, we got through it together, you know, so I do appreciate it. Yeah, it, we're emotional support uh, for each other. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. we know, we know at the end of the, uh, of the episode that we'll at least have each other. To That's true. Each other. We have each other and we have pink meat. That's what we, we have. Do. Yeah, so, <laughs> the, pinkest. Right. the pinkest of meats. Right. So yeah, let's talk about what we're doing next. And pod monkeys. And now Mr. Wait, pod monkeys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. What's next. And now Mr. Surly. All right. Uh, next episode we're getting into is the final segment of uh, season one, episode 18 segment C called cold reading. It is another comedy segment. Um, that's all I'll say. Cause I don't want to step on it for Terry. This is one I actually do remember watching as a kid. So I don't know why I caught there's images from this that I recall. So maybe, maybe grandma just terrified me too much. And I hid until after um, personal demons is over and I came back for this one, but yeah, this is this one's a different type of comedy episode. Does that make you feel any better about that, Terry, or no? I I don't know. I guess we'll see when we we see it. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for us this week. Everybody have a good week. Have a safe week. In the meantime, all I got to say is, <laughs> get off my roof. <laughs> <laughs>